Hi, it's Marilyn Harris here of Hard at Work, and I am here with Elaine Colferwell, and we're going to be talking about how to make an impactful legacy for your business. This audience, uh, this recording is really meant for CEOs and business owners who really want to get more out of their workplaces and more out of their employees, obviously, or people that they work with. So I'm going to let Elaine uh, introduce herself so she's a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> um, Go for it. I'm a former teacher, junior high and high school, and uh, I became a marriage and family therapist a little later in life. And one of the major um, strategies, techniques, tools I use is the Enneagram. And I'm going to be talking about the Enneagram today. The Enneagram is a system of nine different personality types. And in fact, the word Ennea comes from the Greek word for nine. And the Enneagram is a tool for understanding how we are different, how we might be thinking differently, acting differently, feeling differently, and how important that is in um, our personal lives and in the workplace uh, in order to understand each other better and have much more successful relationships. Great, thank you, Elaine. So now that you've introduced yourself and how benefit it is, um, I've been taking classes with Elaine for a while now, and I'm really understanding who I am, uh, what my number is, and how I relate to others. And I really thought that the part of the Enneagram was really important for workplaces because it really helps you uh, understand each other and uh, avoid conflict. And when there is conflict, you can deal with it. So I'm going to ask uh, Elaine a couple of questions because she already uh, knows how uh, she got started with doing it. So she's just going to give us some examples of the various numbers and how they work and how people can work more effectively in the workplace. So can you tell us, Elaine, some things and success stories that you've worked with, with some people that you've worked with and how you've had some really good success stories. I'm going to start with myself because my husband and I, although we thought we were so much alike because <laughs> we both liked Johnny Mathis, this was years ago, and um, we got married and it became very obvious very quickly that we actually were quite different. And um, we might think something and as natural, it's natural for human beings to think other people are just like you. And so when my husband might say something or do something that was so totally different than anything I would do, I was really surprised by it and sometimes hurt by it. When we'd been married about 15 years, the, um, we learned about the Enneagram from my brother and sister who had taken a class and brought it along on a family vacation. And I started reading about all nine types and realized um, that I identified the most with type nine. Type nines are called the mediators, the peacemakers. We have this belief about the world that um, everyone should get along, that the world, if there were harmony in it, the world would be such a better place. Now, anybody listening to this right now is gonna be, some will go, oh yeah, I think that too. And others will go, Oh, that sounds so wimpy. You know, you won't get anything done if everybody's just trying to get along. But that's why I want people to know that at this very moment, two people in conversation can be viewing the world very differently. 
and it's important to know that so your automatic assumption isn't that somebody is right or somebody is wrong because that's just not the case. There's just huge differences. So what we found out was my husband identified with type five and type five on the Enneagram um, diagram circle system is called the observer or the investigator. He likes to think about things. His whole thinking process is very different from mine. Um, in fact, I think out loud and I'll be talking and I'll be giving my ideas about things, but I won't necessarily be sure what I'm talking about yet. I just think out loud as part of my process. And it frustrated him so much because he thinks internally and then when he has his final answer, he speaks it. And so he kept thinking, well, is that your final answer? And you can imagine <laughs> that, that uh, no, it wasn't. And so when we discovered this, it just made our communication so much better to realize we worked very differently. I can talk on and on. He likes bullet points. And so if you're in the workplace and you have someone like me as a manager, um, because I have really good people skills and often people, mm -hmm. people with people skills uh, rise in the company. And then you have someone working for you like my husband who wants the bullet points and wants you to quickly get to the, you know, the point <laughs> and the topic yeah. and, and doesn't need all this extra relational stuff, then it can cause real problems. So our marriage and our relationship and our communication was improved so much by understanding how different we were and then finding ways to cope with those differences. Mm. I'm sure that you, a lot of workers would relate to you. <laughs> yes. And they're thinking, oh, they're not out to get me. <laughs> no. And, and that's what happens is you go, why would someone ever say that? or act that way, or do those things, when in fact, from their worldview, uh, a worldview of either, in the case of type eights, who are called the leaders, or the boss, or the protectors, their worldview is that the world is a tough place, and only the strong survive. So they, they have a lot of vested energy into looking tough, or looking strong. And sometimes eights rise to the top in a company because they are forceful, they are direct, they um, have a lot of energy, and they have a lot of drive to um, uh, lead in certain situations. But when they are at the top and talking to people in their direct, forceful way, people can go, whoa, why are you so angry? And an eight will be confused and go, I'm not angry, I'm, I'm just being direct. And so if you don't know this, that this person is an eight and they have this forceful way, they can come across really as scary. And my husband talks about this in his job, how his boss who once had a boss who was an eight and people would leave the boss's room crying. And my husband, knowing the Enneagram, he, he actually treated this boss with a lot of respect, which is one thing eights really value. And he would go in, he would ask for his help, and eights want to help and they want mm -hmm. to empower people. And so he, would, he wouldn't whine, he wouldn't do anything like that, which an eight might sort of cast aside as, mm -hmm. hey, just, you know, you've gotta do something. So he would ask for help, he would, um, uh, give his ideas clearly, which an eight really wants. They don't want you to pussyfoot around about something. <laughs> and his boss 
more than any other employee would give John, um, my husband, uh, the encouragement to go out and do things. Even one time he said, well, I don't think it's going to work, but go ahead and try. And so their relationship was very successful. And like I said, other people just found him to be extremely difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's the power of the Enneagram is understanding what motivates people, what they are looking for, how they communicate, um, what's important to them. And all of these things can be um, learned in Enneagram, Enneagram classes, which is what I teach. Mm. So what do you think are some of the obstacles that people don't want to learn about the Enneagram? Well, I, I will tell you one thing. One of the types is um, type six is called the loyal skeptic. They are extremely loyal and trusting mm -hmm. when they feel that you are being truthful, when you can be trust, trusted. But they can be extremely skeptical of you when if they don't trust you or feel like you are an authority mm -hmm. that they may have problems with. And so... Um, Skeptics sometimes see a system like the Enneagram and go, oh, you're just putting me in a box. You're saying <laughs> I'm a number. But what's important to understand about the Enneagram is we already are in the boxes of our own making. I am in the box of being a nine. Mm -hmm. Nines want to avoid conflict because, of course, how can you have harmony with everything and <laughs> one, which I value, if you are having constant conflict. So when I first learned about the Enneagram, I realized I was already in a box of a person looking and my focus of attention would be on, is there harmony? Is there conflict? And that was not a good place to be. Mm. Um, avoiding conflict because in a business situation, there are conflicts on a daily basis. Right. So being a person who avoided conflict was going to cause me and had caused me problems before. And the Enneagram gave me the um, map for things I could do, things I could understand about myself that really helped me get comfortable, so comfortable with conflict that one of the workshops I'm offering later this year is called The Gift of Conflict, <laughs> which before the Enneagram, I would never have understood that. <laughs> so even in just the four types we've been talking about, we've been talking about someone who it was important to be strong. We've, we're talking about someone who can be aware of danger and not know if they can trust you or not. We've been talking about somebody who likes to kind of be back and observe, but wants mm. information, loves to research, which in fact my husband was, he was a researcher. And then nines like myself, who can be great mediators, great peacemakers, but we can avoid conflict in a way that even creates conflict. Right. Yeah, I can certainly see that too. Yeah. You know, when you avoid conflict and something comes up and you just disappear out of the room. <laughs> oh, it, it can, for a nine, for a type nine, it can yeah. be frightening and, and you can have this sense conflict will separate us. But what was so interesting to learn with the Enneagram is now that I am much more comfortable with conflict, it actually can feel intimate and bring people together because you're looking for understanding. Mm, you're looking for yeah. why you have different beliefs. And so conflict sometimes is the way you do that. And now I'm much more comfortable with it. And in my therapy practice, when I'm working with couples or in work situations, helping people resolve conflicts, it really is an important skill. Mm. So 
what are some other things that you have found that has really helped in communications? Do you have any other little stories to share? Um, well, the Enneagram identifies types divided in, although there are nine different types. And when I say that, we all have all of these characteristics, mm -hmm. but we tend to leave. There are things that are more important to us than there might be for someone else. And we have three of the nine types, what we call heart types mm -hmm. or feeling types and relationship issues tend to be very important for them. We have what I mentioned before, head types like my husband uh, who love to think about things and want information and want life to be more secure. So right away we have two real differences there. People for whom relationships and the issues that come up in relationships mm -hmm. are really important to them. And people who like to think and plan and analyze and by doing that assure themselves certainty. And then the other, the last three types are what we call body types. And there's a gut instinct. There's a, uh, a need for action, a need for structure, um, but a sense of receiving information and being very comfortable with bodies and the information we take in through our bodies and how as a nine, I'm a body type can feel other people's issues. I can actually draw information from them through my body. My husband thinks, of course, that's crazy because he <laughs> takes his information in through his head and his thoughts. Right. But these are very real differences. And so in businesses, it's incredibly important to have all types of people because each of the nine types offers gifts that we mm. as a species, we as a company, we as families really need. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, type seven. Type seven is called the epicure because they tend to want the best kind of life for themselves. They can be called adventurers. They have lots of ideas. Um, they have lot, they want options for everything. They don't want their day planned in a way that they have to, it has to be just this way. They want the option to go with some other really interesting new idea they have. And they're very good at taking an idea over here and an idea over here and synthesizing them together to create something totally new that someone else would have thought about, like putting space technology and educational technology together and, and coming up with all kinds of new things. That type of person is fabulous for any company organization because of their ideas, because of their fun, because of their up optimistic nature. But one of the hard things for type seven is to complete things that may get boring as the work, you know, as you actually get down to the nitty gritty work, it may feel boring. And so a seven can have a hard time staying in that place at the workplace. And so what they, what is very, very helpful is if you have type threes, type threes um, are very interested in getting things done their focus is goals and tasks and results. And so if you pair a type seven mm -hmm. with a type three, so you have the idea person and the person who follows it through and makes sure it gets done, mm -hmm. um, or you could bring in a type one who is sometimes called the perfectionist, but because their standards are so high, they're not comfortable with that word. So sort of improvers, that, mm. that's a much more accurate. They want to make things the best they can make it. Um, and perfection is, is pretty important to them, doing it right. 
then you can take what was someone's fabulous new idea and see it through and see it through done well. Mm. What a perfect combination of people working together as long as they understand their differences. So the person who wants to get it done isn't driven crazy by the person who comes up with a new idea every day. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I like how you went through the each person's and the, num the numbers that kind of match that personality. Well, that fits very much with my daughter. Uh, just got a promotion in it. She works for a city in a department. And her boss um, and his the colleagues all went to an Enneagram workshop recently. And so he came back and said, I'm a seven. And she said, because my daughter's very versed in the Enneagram. And she said it was so helpful that he can look at this without being judgmental, without being blaming. And when he comes in with his 100th idea about how to improve the, the department, she can you know, very nicely say, great, let's write down all these ideas but now let's try and get done with the ones that we really think <laughs> we can accomplish and do right now. Right. But I also want to bring in the importance of having someone like you. You identify with type two, and we've been getting to know this over mm -hmm. the last few months. And type twos are also in this relationship group of, of um, types for whom relationships are very important. And in any workplace, it is invaluable to have somebody who cares about when there might be birthdays or when there might be, you know, um, uh, relationships that are having difficulties or just mm -hmm. that values getting along mm -hmm. and not necessarily like I do as a nine wanting everybody, no conflict, but just your, your nature is to be aware of relationships, how people, who needs help, Mm -hmm. who needs your help or who might need the help of someone else. What a fabulous gift you bring yeah, to a company, you. to an organization to do things like that. Yeah. So that's valuable. And then um, I could bring in type four. And I have done workshops on bringing the Enneagram into the workplace. And I remember one of the, the men who came to this workshop, he said, and type fours are often called the romantics or the tragic romantics. And in therapy, they're often kids that parents bring in and say, he's such a drama king or queen, please fix them. But type fours have a real focus of attention on emotions, on wanting life to be meaningful, on wanting things to be authentic. And they get pulled into companies because there might be something, aspects to it that are different. They're really interested in doing kind of, they want to be things that are done in a unique way or a special way. And they want to be seen for their value of having unique and special um, ways to con uh, contribute. But this particular four at a workshop said, don't decorate my door on my birthday. Because, <laughs> because all types avoid certain things. And type fours avoid the mundane, the regular, the everyday. They want an experience that is unique and different. And it might be the thrill of their job is that they are doing something that really allows them to express this and, and discover things. So his point was, don't treat me like every other employee hmm. because I'm not going to appreciate that. I'm going to want you to see what I have to offer that's different. And so there may be jobs you give me to do that aren't going to fit 
with my wish to offer something special. Mm. But if you put me in just the right niche, I will be an employee that you will appreciate forever. Mm. So having these understandings of these different, um, what different gifts people offer and putting them in places in work or valuing what they do can offer you a company and a workplace where everyone feels valued and where everyone is doing something that pulls on their best resources and their best abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like too, Elaine, what uh, you were saying with the Enneagram is that everybody has some capacity for all the numbers in their own personality. But we all have our main drivers. Like the number twos for myself, I'm a connector. I like to connect people. Uh, people person, uh, people skills, and sometimes that's not too valued in a workplace. They think, oh, well, we need the doers. <laughs> we need that. Yeah. We need the tech people yeah. that can do the coding and stuff like that. So there's every personality, and in the Enneagram is very much needed and uh, needed in the world, not just in the world. Oh, absolutely. So um, Because I, I see all yeah. these same issues come up between couples or between parents and children. Right. So one of the things I do besides offering workshops to staff and different organizations is I also give classes mm-hmm. in the Enneagram, introducing it in various aspects. And it's quite a complex system. So you can learn just the surface and sort of descriptions mm-hmm. of each type. But you can also go into so much more. Like recently, uh, you came to one of my classes on love and how different people express love differently, how they want to be shown love differently, and what a difference it can make to have that knowledge instead of beating your head against the wall when a relationship isn't working. And and so this works not just in the workplace, but in other um, areas. I do want to make one caution. I am not suggesting that a company goes and figures out everybody's Enneagram type and says, you work here, now you work here because you're this, this, not at all. Mm. But I think that knowledge can be helpful. If a manager knew that about people, they might suggest, gee, would research interest you more? Would human resources interest you more? Would management interest you more? And many people rise in a company to a level of management and then it's like, what do I do now? <laughs> and, yeah. and so we yeah. want to understand people mm-hmm. and help us to do a better job managing people by knowing more about them and about ourselves Yeah, and how we're so different. Yeah, because it really comes down to who we are, uh, being kind to ourselves, I call it. Yes. You know, and when we're kind to ourselves and we understand other people, then we're a lot more effective in the workplace as well. So in closing, we're just about to close here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to ask Eileen, um, she's doing some more classes coming up and she practices out of the Fremont area, Fremont, California area. Mm-hmm. So do you want to just give it a final closing for that? Um, like I said, I'm a marriage and family therapist first. That's my main work that I do. But I also um, uh, go and give um, presentations in businesses. I do classes in all kinds of areas. And um, for example, I've done short uh, evening classes as part of a series we call hors d'oeuvres, desserts, and the Enneagram. And that's a Saturday night and people come and bring food to share and we pick a topic. And our latest topic was love. 
Mm -hmm. And I've done those on in the workplace or parenting or defense mechanisms or any kind of topic that the Enneagram can help people see how they experience these issues differently. Um, and all my life, I have wanted to help people get along. I mean, it's been my nature since I was born because I am a nine. I am a peacemaker. <laughs> I am a mediator. And one of my skills is being able to see all sides of the issues, and which mm -hmm. is why I feel I can be of help. But my main goal is having people get along, especially with the people you love and the people you work with. Because when you understand each other, then just magical things can happen. Mm -hmm. And we can be the best version of ourselves. Because the Enneagram gives a real roadmap of how to make the changes right. you want to make. Right. And so I will continue to do these in the Fremont area. And um, people can contact me. I think there'll be a yeah. number and email below yeah. um, to be on my email list for classes that are coming up. I'll have more classes in the fall. And um, or information about contacting me with helping them um, with their businesses. Yeah. And the businesses could be a, I work for um, a preschool and work with the staff of the preschool. And I have worked with other businesses in completely different directions. Mm -hmm. I've worked with the incarcerated as part of the Enneagram Prison Project. And um, so I just would encourage people to realize so many conflict, conflicts yeah. arise out of just not realizing that we are different. Right. And not good, not bad, just different. different. So my job is to help people understand those differences. Great. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I see we have a little delay here in the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll end this call, and uh, I'll be reaching out to you very soon. Okay, thank you.